everybody. This is Amanda Bones. And I'm Ashley. And this is How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling, episode freaking 30. The big 3-0, dog. We have 30 episodes officially as of right now. Get the fuck out. Sorry, I just took a really big drink of coffee. <laughs> That's okay, because I'm going to do that with um, water. Yeah, so holy shit. Our 30th episode, who would have thought we would make it this far? Not to derail the podcast so early, but somebody's blowing bubbles outside and they're passing by my patio and it distracted me. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, the weirdest shit happens on recording days. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing happens ever when I'm home alone every other day i was gonna say the last time not the last time that we recorded but the time before that was some kid hitting a golf ball outside oh my god yes i forgot about that you that are, little shit you were so mad about that um that's how you know you get old as you start yelling at the kids playing yeah fuck them kids mm-hmm. that's my favorite phrase ever fuck them kids <laughs> Oh my god. So tonight so, we're going to do from the new season of Dark Side of the Ring, which is already kicking off with a bang. Um we're going to do episode 3. Um let me pull up the exact title. Oh, I saw it. It's like The Ultra Violence of Nick Gage. Yeah, that's it. Um, we're going to do Nick Gage. Holy shit, it's Nick Gage. A couple of things. One, I went on YouTube to watch this. And as we know, Amanda doesn't do YouTube. So that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Good job on doing YouTube. You've been doing it a lot more lately. I'm very proud of you. I'm trying. I'm trying. New media platforms give me anxiety. <laughs> New as in this thing has not been around for like 15, 20 years already. So I should say new to me platform. <laughs> yeah. same reason why i fucking hate twitter is because i'm new to it and it just fucking baffles me yeah but you're learning you're doing great you're doing wonderful i'm trying i had to drop hashtags on twitter that was like so sad (laughs) i know that was the final straw i was like dude you can do it you got this (laughs) we can do it oh my god yeah so so this motherfucker's crazy but in the best ways (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I really, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't really know who Nick Gage was outside of the death match with David Arquette. Which is funny because a lot of people didn't know. Well, I'm just going to say people know who David Arquette is, but like, you know, I think that um, when I first started watching wrestling i feel like when i started barely getting into the indies like touching my toe into the indies it was like a name that you heard but all i know was that it was like blood and i couldn't do blood so i was like i'm gonna stay away since then i have seen a few matches of his and they're really fun but i draw the line at a certain point they gave us footage of a handful of his matches and although I am like 100% the blood brutality gal 
dude, some of those matches made my stomach turn. Yeah. What? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I, I can only take so much blood and this is not like we absolutely are, are barely, you know, f- scratching the surface of like deathmatch wrestling. We take no ownership of deathmatch wrestling like that we know anything about it really or we're just kind of going based on stepping in with a blind eye um wholeheartedly respects to the people who do that because holy shit oh yeah um it's a lot it's a lot and i try to be really respectful about it but i i can only take so much it's just super intense. Like props to everybody doing it. It's just super fucking intense. And I can't even imagine what the recovery time is in between matches. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Or even it's if nuts. it fucking is any. Like it doesn't really seem from this, it didn't doesn't really seem like there's that much. This motherfucker just go, go, go. But it was cool. So it was ugh. I'm just gonna say it. Nick Gage terrifies me but i also feel like maybe he's a sweetheart a 100 like probably the sweetest man ever his, probably his fucking like oh my god his engagement on twitter is so sweet he's always there to stand out for like lgbt people for trans Aww. people for just like people in general like you know he has his gang of uh mdk Oh, yeah. So I found out what MDK was because in our podcast chat, everybody was like, happy MDK day. And I'm like, I don't know what this means, but I'm not going to be the dumb one that asks. Yeah. Just going to find out later. So it does stand for murder, death, kill. Yes. Again, reasons (laughs) to be terrified. I have a gang called MDK, which stands for murder, death, kill. But also I will murder, death, kill anybody that fucks with you. Like... (laughs) because <laughs> we all love each other and it's just a big giant happy family so sweet. i need to i know that this is like typical sh- girl shit right here that i'm gonna do i need to know what his sign is nick gage birthday because why do i feel like he's a taurus he is not september 22nd he's a cusp baby of September 22nd is a leo virgo september 22nd yeah 22nd is a, no 22nd is, oh god he's a libra shut the front door 22nd right you said september 22nd zodiac sign i'm looking it up he's a virgo so it's a libra virgo cusp yeah yeah wow <laughs> sensitivity <laughs> defines you is what it said that's like he <laughs> loves people so much that is why he loves people so much <laughs> dang fierce so um bro like i don't even remember how the episode started because i feel like it just immediately went into death match i do because okay. i clocked effie at like 30 seconds yes! <laughs> i saw those fishnets and i was like that's not me <laughs> yes Evie's glorious butt was on vice just front and center um so perfect <laughs> so he had a death match with Effie he's had I think dude he's wrestled alley cat like yeah he's wrestled like everyone <laughs> I think he threw alley cat I can't talk I think he threw alley cat off of a balcony 
Oh my god. Just trying to kill her. Um, thankfully she does have nine lives. <laughs> so yeah, no, it can, it starts, I mean, just like how most of the matches do, just with a bang and you just start it and it was absolutely insane. My other favorite thing is goofball John Moxley this whole entire episode. Can I say it was very cute to see like John Moxley's personality. <laughs> like <laughs> I fucking love that dude. He's so great. And I think Eddie Kingston makes an appearance in one of the match moments. Yeah, yeah. I was actually um curious if you would have caught that. Caught it. I did not realize Eddie Kingston was a part of like Deathmatch World. Yeah. Um he was he was in GCW for a while so damn gcw is like not a- like solely death matches though oh, okay there's normal wrestling too <laughs> yeah czw was mainly death matches i believe okay gcw is is kind of everything a little bit of everything okay boring matches bloody matches we'll yeah, take it all take everything here gcw we like all of it <laughs> um I love how much he loves his mom. Yeah, boy has had a rough life. and Fuck, man. I mean, just like tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, which is is something that does shape a person. Totally. Um, Yeah, this also opens basically with the first tournament of death. I think it's tournament of death eight. But, yeah, um, where he finds that German guy. Yeah, Th- who was it? Like Thumbtack Jack? Or yes, it was something silly like that, and everybody was like hyping him up or something. And Nick Gage was like, "Fuck this guy." Yeah, yeah. So um, it opens with that, which was like gnarly, and this was one of the first matches I had heard about, just like through you know the grapevine yeah basically that um this is the match you know he basically flatlined in. yeah oh my god my favorite part is the guy that owns gcw is talking about this match and he's like yeah you know there was light bulbs set up all around the ring and i'm like like this is just a normal everyday thing oh yeah we set up all these fucking huge light bulbs around the ring <laughs> like like an electric fence yeah um, brett lauderdale was the ref at that point Oh, that's right. He didn't own G- GCW yet. No, and and um, Tournament of Death was through CZW. We're going to have a lot of CZ, GZ, whatever. It's just going to be a mess. <laughs> We're just going to sound like a Snoop Dogg song in a yeah. few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, it yeah. was like the first two minutes, Nick gets thrown into the bulbs and lands wrong or something and fucking there's a major artery yeah there's definitely a major artery near your armpit um and he cut into it and it like severed the artery like not just like cut into it just fully severed it and so man is bleeding out and he's telling the lady this sweet older lady who's probably (laughs) volunteered to be a nurse there to turn up so he can go back out there that's my dude there were some like some of my favorite sentences from this man came from this moment he's like just put a towel on it and tape it up let me get back out there yeah let me (laughs) do what i'm supposed to do let me get out there 
And then, and then my favorite part after that, because they've been telling him no, he goes, okay, but can I like get up and pretend like I'm going to go out there and you guys hold me back? And I'm like, this, this dude is all about the fucking entertainment piece of this. And literally an hour later, he flatlined. <laughs> so yeah, like, dude, fuck. What the, the ambulance couldn't get in because it's in some like random ass field in Delaware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh my god so they fucking air life or airlift air life i don't know what it is i think it's called either the life fight flight yeah the life fight well, <laughs> fight that life. uh yeah so they he flatlined in the fucking helicopter for seven whole minutes mm-hmm. that's a long time to be flatlined I that's feel a like. very long time i was actually gonna ask my uncle i didn't get a chance my uncle is a firefighter um, I was gonna ask how bad that is if someone flatlines for seven minutes. Like, what does that feel, do to a person? You know, <laughs> I'm slightly saddened that none of the interviewers at Vice asked him what's in the afterlife. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like that's everybody's fucking question when you flatline. They're like, "What did you see? Did you see a oh white my- light?" Yeah, like what's the afterlife like afterlife like? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Vice don't care about your fucking death afterlife story. No. Mm-mm. No. We just want the blood and glory. Yes. Um, so then we get a little bit of a backstory. Um, I believe his parents were divorced because he kind of talked about going to his dad's on the weekend, mm-hmm. watching wrestling with his dad, and it was just like a default. He didn't have to ask for it to be on. His dad was just into it, so they would watch it um omg and he has a brother he has a brother who is justice Payne, who is a wrestler and who was a very like pretty well-known wrestler um in that scene which i remember when he when he died but i didn't know enough at the time to really put two and two together like i don't know what any of this is at this point so yeah (laughs) but um yeah so what kind of brought along the deathmatch stuff is watching um ECW and also a lot of the Japanese barbed wire matches I didn't even know that was a thing so that was kind of cool to find out which makes me want to go dive down YouTube's dark holes of wrestling and find like old Japanese deathmatches we really should watch the Terry Funk um Cactus Jack one because that one's fucking nuts yes that one looks so fun. That one has that really famous picture of, of um, McFoley just fully covered in blood on his face. Fucking. Mm. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> um, so the GCW guy, which I can never remember his name. Fort uh, Lauderdale. Think of Fort Lauderdale you. and but Brett. If I, if I think of Fort Lauderdale, I'm just gonna call him Fort Lauderdale. True. Because <laughs> I'm that kind of dumb. Uh, dumb don't say that oh thanks um so fort lauderdale's talking about all the matches and stuff i'm just gonna call him fort lauderdale it works for me um everybody knows who i'm talking about and then he's talking about like out of no not out of nowhere he was it, it because he was in the hospital and they put him on opiates and then his prescription ran out and um the easiest way to continue that is to just start doing heroin yeah because it's a hell of a lot cheaper it's it's cheaper and easier to get than fucking opiates so 
um because yeah i think he was on oxycontin my one of my favorite lines was he's like he wasn't going to physical therapy three times (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) i said this to amanda right before we started but brett lauderdale is like (laughs) mcgage's like sassy little angel i feel like he just comes in and is like are you telling the truth <laughs> or are you not telling the truth? And then, like, you can tell that man loves him so much. Like, they love each other so much. Totally. And totally. It's so cute. Like, he really just wants to make sure he's okay and protect him. And so, good job. Totally. Um, also, through all of this story, we get to meet Nick Gage's 20 year girlfriend. This chick is the definition of ride or die like Mm -hmm. i will never use that phrase again to describe myself because i can assure you that my ass would have left a lot of times yeah yeah (laughs) this chick is so about this man yeah shit i I don't know oh i couldn't find anything on her sandra 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 yeah she is a perfect beautiful angel yeah shout out to sandra you're the real one i don't know how you do it but fuck yeah all the love and respect to you seriously (laughs) holy shit she's amazing Mm -hmm. oh yeah so our boy starts doing heroin starts fucking up um all the while still doing death matches, which to me just seems fucking insane. Well, he like, stopped for a little while. I think like once his relationship with his brother started to fall apart and then once his mom passed away from breast cancer. That's true. Then I think that's what he said in the in the documentary that um, he wasn't doing anything. He was kind of just sitting on the couch because they were becoming homeless. And so they moved in with her mom. And then um, and she, she got, kicked him out. Yeah, she got mad and kicked him out. <laughs> so, Brett Lauderdale's apartment. I was just gonna say, so they pop a squad at Lauderdale's place. <laughs> the guy to be like, if you would have told me, fine, but you didn't say anything, so get out of my house. I feel like I can totally agree with that. Like, I, I think if you had given that guy a heads up, he would have been like, all right, but just for a couple days. But yeah. like him coming home from a trip to find you guys on his living room floor is probably terrifying. Yeah, very scary. Um. And then we get to the infamous thing that happened. Oh my god, dude. I can't. I can't. This motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my favorite part is he tells us he's walking down the street and he sees a bank and he's like, you should rob that fucking bank. And then he doesn't. And he keeps walking. (laughs) This is my favorite thing ever. Like, your conscience kicked in for a second and was like, nah, bud, this is a bad idea. But then you kept walking and then you were like, you're not a fucking pussy. Just fucking rob that bank. So then you hit another bank and you decide this is the bank. Yeah. This one. This is the one that we're going to hit up. Yeah. All time favorite statement is from John Moxley. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. It's so hearing John Moxley tell about how he found out about this is the funniest shit ever. Oh, yeah. It's like. Oh, somebody sent me an email link and told me to check it so i check it and he's like clear as day that's nick gage like <laughs> fucking and then like i cannot i cannot picture john moxley sitting behind a computer like looking up an email 
No, not at all. <laughs> that guy doesn't even have a phone, man. He could like, have been like someone faxed me the picture of exactly. him and I would have like believed it more than him checking an email. Exactly. Like there's no way Moxley's checking emails. No, no there's no way. <laughs> but then Mox, of course, is like this fool comes out in full bandana covering his face like he's going to rob a train, but he robs a bank with no fucking cover over his face which is ridiculous yeah because they show it and you're like nick gage come Come on on, man (laughs) buddy Um, you're ballsy as fuck don't get it twisted we're laughing because the audacity is hilarious but like you are a ballsy motherfucker nick gage oh yeah fully just like oh my god Mm -hmm. props i can't even like so amazing and then my favorite part is he takes the money goes on vacation comes back from vacation and is like all right let's turn myself in like I couldn't I was like you're not even a shitty dude you turned yourself in yeah you well, also Brett Lauderdale yeah Brett, Brett Lauderdale being like I called him every day yeah <laughs> he was are you ready. done oh my god are you done today no not yet okay right. I'll call you tomorrow okay i love you um yeah i mean uh, and then to like kind of lie about it and say he like he robbed a drug dealer (laughs) but he didn't he didn't with like crisp ass bills (laughs) you don't get crisp bills from drug dealers yeah so he got five years in prison i thought he got nine Total seven. Total seven. Total seven. Okay. Oh, because he went back. He went back. So he got five the first time. They they emphasize that his brother never visited him, but there was Brett Lauderdale. He's like dude. In the pictures of them together. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Lauderdale's like such a groupie in the cutest way. (laughs) He's just like no, he's just like his his little bestie without saying. <laughs> dude, Fort Lauderdale is the guy that is there for this dude constantly and tells everybody Nick Gage is my best friend, but Nick Gage never calls him his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. this relationship is. <laughs> but it's very sweet and I'm here for it. Um so then um upon coming back from prison, he like had changed the way he ate. He like worked out all the time and really got into good shape and so they were like okay we're gonna have the nick gage invitational and so it's like his <laughs> his like <laughs> debut to come back and like it's gonna be a death match it's gonna be amazing everything's gonna be great and then he didn't show up so he was trying to poor brett lauderdale was trying to call him <clears throat> no <laughs> no answer and then finally someone picked up and was like oh they took him they got him again it's like they for what and then we find out it was because he tried to falsify urine during a drug test you know i don't even think that that's that weird but also that's when we get the second dose of is that what he told you <laughs> that's right that's i part forgot of it. lauderdale was like what did he tell you that's part of it <laughs> again that little angel just sitting there um <laughs> 
Yeah, so they sent him back to uh, they sent him back to prison for two more years, which is absolutely insane. Don't fuck up your parole. Let's be honest. He had kind of gotten everything back to normal. He probably just smoked some weed. Do we think it was just weed? I don't know. I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I don't know what I think it was. Yeah. Well, and and the fact that there there may have been more, so we don't know. We yeah. never will know. Um yeah, so while this is happening, while he's back in prison, GCW is getting like super popular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when he gets fan mail. <laughs> he gets fan mail. It's so sweet. And so he starts getting super hyped because he has all these people behind him, people who he's never met, people because like I feel like in deathmatch is yeah, you can have fans, but like it takes a lot to like learn someone's story and be like, dude, you know, keep your head up. You're we're here for you when you get out. Like we love you kind of thing without even have never really meeting met him or anything. So it's really sweet. It's really cute. It's adorable. Um, And then that's how MDK is kind of created. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand the whole like words behind MDK, but I don't have to understand it. Y'all love it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll, I'll try to look it up and see. Um, but yeah, so then he comes out and the, I mean, he had been out for a while before the whole David Arquette thing happened. But in the documentary, it kind of jumps ahead to it. Um, uh-huh. He did a lot of stuff with, there was another uh, pretty famous um, deathmatch guy named Danny Havoc who passed away. Uh, oh, I had seen pictures of him when I was researching. Yeah, like he, poor, poor Danny Havoc. Um, he was so young and he was like our age. So What? Yeah, he was born in 86. Danny Havoc was, was 34 when he died. Damn! That's fucking nuts. Yeah, so um, that was really sad. But he had done a bunch of stuff with him around that time. And then when he kind of came back, um, later, I mean, this whole thing with... He did a bunch more death matches and stuff. And then when... Also, cocky ass David Orquette in this episode. Sir. Sir. I'm for it. I'm fucking for it. And I know you did that just simply for the gif, but you sassy mr arquette i'm okay i'm okay with it it's legal (laughs) so yeah basically david arquette said oh yeah you know i'm the i'm the former wcw heavyweight champion i'm like buddy (laughs) you know what i would fucking say it too if i had gotten the belt for five minutes i'd be fucking telling it for the rest of my life (laughs) so um God, I remember, <laughs> I remember when this fucking happened. I know I talked about it in when we covered David Arquette's documentary. This was a lot. This happened at Joey Janela's LA Confidential, which I think was kind of a spinoff of Joey Janela's Spring Break. <laughs> so we get the kind of more of the backstory of like Nick Gage basically sitting him down at that dinner that they had and, and being like, I love that they went to dinner together. Yeah. That was fucking cute as hell. Well, David Arquette's still classy. So they go to that dinner and he's like, This is real. This is going to hurt. Like, straight. I don't. David Arquette says, like, flat out, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And like, 
Yeah, but but I thought it was super cool that Nick Gage was like, dude, that was him. Like he was wrestling and he was putting in work. Like I thought that was super cool that he what is the word that I'm looking for? Like not valued him, but validated. Thank you. Validated him. I thought that was fucking rad because like doing death matches and shit, that's not for the fucking faint of heart. So for that dude to be like, yeah, dude, David Arquette came and fucking gave me some. Yeah. I thought that was rad. Oh yeah. Um it was an intense match, but um if you want to listen to how we talk about it, just listen to the David Arquette match. <laughs> but um yeah, he fucking stabbed him in the neck and he did he was still giving him a little bit of shit because he's like, oh he just ran off with Luke Perry. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like kind of bleeding a lot my favorite part is he was like yeah you know he had a little cut on his neck and it was like it was there was blood yeah but it wasn't squirting or anything and i'm like he was he was losing a fair amount of blood dude yeah (laughs) you can see it in the videos yeah and i think that that kind of um sealed the deal that that was the only death match that david arkham was gonna do you know i think it's probably for the better (laughs) and stay out of death matches so I watched because um, every so often Vice has like little snippets after or like throughout the week following the episode and it's like kind of behind the scenes stories mm-hmm. um, and they wanted the footage from Nick Gage for the match and I can't remember if Nick was like no or like you have to pay me for it or whatever and Tina gets like well I can't pay you for it but like can we do something? And then he was like, I just told him no. And then his, and then he's like, and then his fucking wife called me. I'm thinking about you and your hatred. But um, he's like, yeah, then his fucking <laughs> wife called me and was like, how about we send you a mattress? Like a nice mattress. And then it cuts back to Dave Arquette. And he's like, yeah, so I sent him a mattress in the mail. Because, you know, I figured it would be funny. <laughs> He does all this hard shit, and then you know he could have. Oh my god! (laughs) I can't, I can't with this man. But anyway, so they sent him a mattress, and he's like, "Yeah, I got the mattress in the mail and everything, but I like my mattress, so I didn't, I never changed it out." Oh my fucking god! I don't even understand people. (laughs) It was just the funniest. Like, of course, like. I have a pillow that I refuse to get rid of because I love that pillow. And if I got a new pillow, then I'd have to break in that pillow. Yeah. So I fully understand. But also, like, it's probably a really nice mattress. <laughs> like, if you don't want that fucking mattress, I'll take it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, my God. We get of all into, the things. <laughs> yeah. And then following all this goofiness, we do get into the fact that his um brother, Justice Payne, um did pass away and the story brutally yeah the story was kind of funky not funky but like the story was really it felt really tragic because um they kind of made the comparison that while nick was getting better his brother was getting worse yeah and i think again we see what happens with like cte and stuff death matches can't be much better as far as like trauma to your body I would have to imagine not. <laughs> Especially when, like, because if you see some death matches, like, dudes shake while they're in mm-hmm. them because of the adrenaline in your body. And, yeah, so he's, 
I won't get into like the full story of his his brother's passing, but to know that that Nick Gage has to like see that bridge every day, bro. When he was like, "Yeah, the bridge is in my backyard," I was like, "That has to be one of the most difficult fucking things." But I love that he turned it into this like way to still keep his brother around. Like, you know, I say a prayer for him. I say what's up. Yeah, I thought that was super sweet. Like, way to take a negative tough ass fucking experience and turn it into something that's like good yeah it kind of keeps them still connected so yeah that was kind of sweet and then you know he's still wrestling he wrestles on fucking saturday so bro the dude's like 40 now <laughs> i say saturday but now i'm realizing <laughs> so far ahead um <laughs> he wrestled sometime last may but no, um, yeah, and and he's forty and still fucking throwing everything. I don't even know forty's not that old, but um, it's to, not. But I just figure like with the stress that death matches put on your body. Yeah, definitely to be to have that much trauma to your body definitely puts a takes its toll. I do like that Mox kind of said you know Vince McMahon would love to have a star with. Nick Gage's ability to connect and I think it's because so many people come from come from that lifestyle Mm -hmm. like I grew up pretty poor I grew up like in a not great area Mm -hmm. while like most of my friends and stuff were outside of that like there's still a part that a lot of people don't see totally yeah I when I was first dating my boyfriend who um kind of always lived in a really nice area of southern california i was like oh yeah me and my mom would joke around talking about the time a dude walked up to her because he got stabbed and he was trying to walk home and my mom's like do you need help and he collapsed on our lawn like oh my fucking god and my mom's like okay cool my mom calm as hell was just like okay cool let me go get my first aid kit and i'm gonna call you (laughs) a a doctor or not a doctor an ambulance ambulance. like let's get this taken care of um yeah but that's just what happened so yeah I think that that's the pull it's like it feels like a family but also it's a bunch of misfits kind of coming together yeah creating their own little family yeah but um it was good I'm glad that they covered this one I was shocked that they kind of did something so recent because it doesn't feel like they do super recent stuff yeah it's more like historical wrestling stuff yeah, but so, um, it was cool to get some insight into like death matches and the fucking guys doing them all. Oh yeah, yeah, and it kind of does give you um, a newfound respect for them because holy shit, dude, y'all throwing your bodies through a lot, through a lot. And Mox at one point does say that um, that like sometimes death match wrestling gets a story across a little bit better. Because mm-hmm. you feel it. And I, I, yeah, I guess I can see where they're coming f- from with that. But yeah, I guess I could see that. Like, just, I don't know. It seems much more emotional. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be like deep diving into death matches anytime soon, but it was cool to get this like peek inside the world. Yeah. What I was going to say too is like, 
while I'm not into it, I have been keeping up with like the Nick Gage, Ricky Shane Page shit, which has been like absolutely insane. Because at one point, Ricky Shane Page came out dressed in the outfit that Nick Gage wore when he robbed that bank. Oh my God, bud, you're trying to get beat the fuck up. Right. That. And so, like, okay, so then I get, oh like, my oh, God, fuck, the story's like, like that man's gonna oh die. He's gonna murder you. Yeah. Oh my God. And Ricky Shane Page is kind of just a, his character is like, the worst heel ever oh well he's nailing it (laughs) yeah so anyway um but that's i mean the storytelling of that has kind of dragged me into that feud because i'm like what the fuck's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) i'll just look for highlights later so i don't have to watch like all of the brutality as it i cannot i cannot watch the blood it is i can't watch people like pull stuff out of their skin Oh no, that's the worst. That's like when you break, like when you break a nail on the nail bed. Yeah. Blech. No, no. No, thank you. Um. So yeah, that was Dark Side of the Ring for the ultra violence of Nick Gage. Yeah. And so far, this season has been a banger. We've only I have had to three watch episodes. the other episodes. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the other ones yet, so I should get on that. Yeah. So that was that. So thanks for listening to our book report. Yes. So I guess we'll close it out until next week. You can find us on Instagram at how to talk wrestling pod or on Twitter at HTTW pod. And then there's the email. It's held to pay management at gmail.com. Hell two is in the word to pay MGMT at gmail.com. That's right. You can find merch available at how to talk to your friend about wrestling.bigcartel.com. That's two in a row I nailed. Um, and then what else? Rate, review, subscribe, share us with a friend that you also want to get into wrestling, and maybe we can get them into wrestling for you. Mm-hmm. Who knows? My work. We're a big All family right. here. Murder, death, kill family here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> So until next time, bye. Bye. This has been a Count Out Podcast.